Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Bruce Arians spoke out at OTAs Tuesday about what he expects from Indomitian Sue and what he can bring to the Bucks' defense and when he will be joining the team in Tampa Bay. Jameis Winston had praise for running back Ronald Jones. What did he say the difference is this year in the former USC star? We've got all that and lots of raised talk as Eduardo Encina of the Tampa Bay Times joins us on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times along with producer Steve Versnick Hey, are you ready for a magical day on the river with manatees? If so, seven days a week you can experience the wonder and magical charm with Captain Mike's Swimming with the Manatees and Crystal River. It's the ultimate family bonding experience. Now, I have done this. It is fantastic. It's getting so hot out there. This is the perfect time of year to do it. The water is always 72 degrees. And uh, if you want to, they're up there seven days a week. And uh, you can ask about their $30 manatee bronze tour. Be sure to ask about their free offer for law enforcement. Officers in U.S. military requires a purchase of two silver tickets at a regular price. After that, you're eligible for the free tour. Now, Captain Mike's is the number one customized manatee tour company at Kings Bay in Crystal River. It's pure paradise. You can ask about their pontoon boat rentals, their kayak rentals, bicycle rentals, and so much more. Book online now. It's swimmingwiththemanatees.com, or you can call 352-777-1796. All right, Eduardo Encina joins us now, and he is uh, at uh, the Bucks as we uh, tape this podcast. So, Eduardo, um, no Indomitian Sioux. He's still watching the French Open, getting engaged and doing whatever, eating baguettes or whatever you do in, in <laughs> France, I suppose. But uh, you had a chance to talk to Bruce Arians. This is the first time, you know, last week when we when we brought up Indomitian Sioux, it was like, oh, no, I can't talk about him. Um, right. But, in fact, he could have and, and, and chose not to. Now he's a member of his football team. What did Arians have to say just initially about acquiring Sue? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, he's, he's happy with the acquisition. And uh, you, you've written about this, and I think, you know, Bruce said this, is that, uh, you know, he, he likes the fact that, that, that Sue can really kind of add a little bit of an edge to this defense. You know, um, one thing yeah. he said was, I hope I still see that look in his eye. And I can't handle the rest. That's, that's easy. Just, I, I just want to see that look in his eye. I'll be happy. And what he means by that is, is kind of the that that look that we've seen from him when maybe he he might be a little bit too aggressive. You know, he he wants he wants to see that look. He said I can deal with uh, with the other stuff. You know, but but I want my defense to play with, with some edge and hopefully it rubs off some, on some other players. And um, you know, he, he said that with with the combination of, of Sue and Via Vea, you know, it's going to be uh, you know tough for for other teams to rush against, run against this team. You know, which was obviously a, a big a big, uh, you know, challenge for, for the Bucks defense last year. So, um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, everyone's kind of waiting. I talked to a couple other players. I talked to uh, Levante David and, and Vey, and, and, and those guys are saying all the right things. They're excited about about him being there. You know, they're excited about the the the, the, uh, the idea of, of having a guy of, of, of his, uh, you know, his experience, his resume, you know, even his reputation. So, um, you know, he, he won't get here until probably Thursday. That's what Arian said today. Uh, don't necessarily know what that holds, you know, whether he'll practice that day, 
um, or not or, or what happens. But, um, you know, OTAs obviously end this week, and then we have the mandatory minicamp next week. I would assume that uh, he'll be around uh, around for that. You know, it's interesting, uh, and this is true in professional sports. Um, you, you've covered, of course, a lot of baseball mm-hmm. and football and stuff, but um, how quickly a team sort of moves on. Um, right. You know, I mean, it's the business of it, right? I mean, Gerald McCoy yeah. spent nine seasons there. He's got a lot of friends. Last week it was about sort of a uh, you know, sort of a somber mood, if you will. You know, sure. Levante David tweeting some things. And then now um, the one thing that you can say about Sue is that he does have a lot of respect around right. the league for sort of the things that he's accomplished. And that, I think that probably came through when you talk to players, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, you know, you, you know, obviously I'm sure that it still kind of sticks in some players crawl a little bit about sure. you know, the way the McCoy situation went down, you know, that, that, that went down. I mean, you've written about it, you know, mm-hmm. a lot is, you know, just the way it went down, you know, it, it, it doesn't sit well, you know, but, but like you said, you know, a big thing in sports and, you know, I think in all professional sports is like, you can't wait for a guy to come through that door. You know, he might or he yeah. might not. And, and and that's kind of the case with McCoy. And you've got to move on to see who is going to come through that door. And and, mm-hmm. and Sue is going to be that guy. And, and um, you know, like you said, I think he's, he's developed a reputation of being a well-respected player, uh, a hard-nosed player, a guy who, uh, you know, toes that edge of, of, of being, uh, you know, aggressive. And and, and I, I think that's, that's something that, at least in the front office and the coaching staff, they're looking forward to. And I think... You know, the players are a little bit too, you know, I mean, it, we're going to compare Gerald and, and, and Sue a lot because of just mm-hmm. the, the natural progression here of, of one, the departure of one and the arrival of the other. But, um, you know, it is kind of a natural kind of comparison, you know, between these two guys, because, uh, you know, they're, they're different in some ways or else alike in certain ways. But, um, you know, the, the, what, what the Bucks are getting is, is they're getting another veteran guy and it's a different veteran guy. But, uh, you know, maybe that's a good thing because we know that this defense, you know, struggled last year, you know, to say the least, you know. I mean, they've been linked so much together, you know, drafted two and three in 2010 right. that it would be almost like if Marcus Mariota took over from Jameis Winston on yeah, offense. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you you're know? right. I mean, it, it, that's that's kind of a, a good a good analogy because it's, uh, yeah, like you said, they, they've been linked for so long since that draft class and everyone had, you know, who was better and, you know, when, when, when you're linked in that way, you're always going to be compared. You know, I mean, we, you know, what was it a couple of years ago when when Sue was in Miami? You know, we were writing stories about, yeah. you know, how, mm-hmm. how this draft class played out. Was McCoy the right pick? Was Sue the right pick? You know, and, yeah. and how it all plays out. So it's that natural kind of comparison. And, you know, you add on just the the, the sequencing here of, 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 you know, one guy leaving and the other guy arriving. And it's it's pretty it's pretty natural. But, uh, you know, one thing that Bruce Arians did say just to add on is that you know, he did want to compliment Sue on, on his, you know, congratulate him on his engagement and, you know, that he did do it the right way. You know, that, you know, he, he took, he took his, uh, his girlfriend to Paris and, and proposed to her. So, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. that was, uh, <laughs> that's, I know that's the way you did it. And, uh, mine, um, didn't take her anywhere. I don't, I, it's, I mean, so is for, for, for you, those of you who have proposed in Paris is that you can relate, right? Ed? I mean, that's, that's Paris. Sort of my, I, I, propo- I proposed my wife in St. Pete Beach. I think. I think. I, I, <laughs> well, that's not I, bad. I, I, I don't think it was Paris. I think. Uh, did you Did you yeah. get on a knee? Did you truly get on a knee? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got on a knee. It was about time. Um, wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I got on a knee. I got on a knee in. Uh, well, shoot, 2010. I want to say. Because yeah. we. Uh, yeah, 2010. Because we had about a year and a half long engagement. So. 
yeah. yeah, just St. Pete Beach, Christmas Eve, 2010. Uh, you know, you, you want to do it the right time. You want to get it at sunset. And then mm-hmm. I think my, my wife was really tired, so she wanted to take a nap. And I'm like, nah, we got to go take a walk. <laughs> and then, uh, you know how it is. You know, you always time it all right and everything. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and and it never quite works out the right way. And so, like, I'm basically, like, pulling her down to the beach. And I'm like, all right, hey, uh, yeah, you know, you know how it is. I don't, I, I don't know. How did, how did it work for you? Well, I've been through it a couple times yet. Uh, so the, the, the second time, I didn't take a knee simply because I was afraid I was too old to get back up. I would it would actually need help at that point. But uh, but now everything works out. Um, so yeah, and Domicon Sue, that was a that was a pretty good engagement that yeah. he uh, he pulled off, and, and not all of us can. You know, with Arians, you've talked to him a number of times after these OTA practices, and we're getting to learn more and more about Bruce. Sure. He kind of like I think he kind of he definitely wants the attitude. I want to say you know he never coached Gerald McCoy, but in the building right. perhaps maybe you know they watched the film and they they recognized or at least agreed that he wasn't a thirteen million dollar player, and neither is Indomicon Sue, even though I'm not sure who they were competing with to pay him right. ten million dollars or nine two five or whatever he's going to get. Um, but there, but but Arians is sort of has this. Uh, we've talked about it. It's been talked about as swagger. I mean, he's very he's very. Right. Uh, good to cover. I mean, he, you know, he's glib. He has some good one-liners, and um, and he's a hey baby, how you doing kind of guy. Right. But there's also an there's a real edge to him too. Like he he sort of uh, I, it doesn't surprise me that he wants this on his football team. And I, I don't mean necessarily the penalties and the suspensions, but this is kind of what he's trying to trying to right. create on on this team. I think. Right, and, and obviously we're, we're we're still learning a little bit about you know. Arians too as we go along here but one thing that I've noticed is you know behind the whole kind of you know the hat and the kind of cool guy you know cooler than the average yeah. 60 60 something year old is you know he, he has an edge too you know I mean like you know even yeah. with us you know he, he doesn't like to talk right. about injuries he, he gets he gets snarky in his own way a little <laughs> bit um I yeah. think I think someone asked him about uh an injury I, I know he, last week I asked about Perriman and he was you know he he, he uh you know, he, he was polite, but enough that the next question about an injury was basically, yeah, there's no, 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 no off, uh, off season, no injury uh, report, injury off reports, season. Yeah. you know? Yeah. And so, you know, he has his way about him that, that he can get a little, uh, I don't want to say chippy, but you know, he's got an edge too, you know I mean? And, and, sure and like you, like you wrote in, 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 in Sunday's times is, you know, he has his ways, you know, he has his ways yeah, of kind of getting, getting two players, getting, trying to get the most out of them, you know, trying to motivate them, stuff like that. And, and we talk mm-hmm. about Sue, I think, you know, I think it kind of all comes down to, this is something that, that I've noticed a lot is like, you know, he's going to get his guys, you know, and, yeah, and maybe it's, it's not to say that Gerald McCoy wasn't his guy, but maybe yeah. he saw that, you know, Sue fit everything a little bit better. And maybe he does in this scheme, you know, maybe he does in, in, in the terms of, you know, some penetrating run stopping, you know, nasty kind of guys, you know, next to Vita Vea. You know, maybe that, mm-hmm. that brings a little bit more out in Vita, you know, in his second year in the league. And no question, um, you know, he can't stop talking about these rookie defensive backs every practice. And those are, of course, his yeah. guys. You know, those are those yeah. are the guys that are going to be competing with the guys that Jason Light drafted last year and the year before that. You know, but these are his guys, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he mentioned Jamil Dean, I think, today. He mentions like, yeah, I think he's had a quote today that says something to the effect of the. Ninety percent of the turnovers on during practice have been from the rookies. So it's like, like I said, he's, he's yeah. I mean, those are his guys. You know, I mean, these are the guys that that they looked at tape on that they chose that that they decided they're gonna you know try to pick and everything like that. So 
you know, it's going to be interesting come training camp. I think it makes for a really interesting training camp because you have kind of these incumbents who were inherited, and then you have the guys that that Bruce and his staff and, you know, along with Jason Light, you know, Pitt, uh, you know, to come in too. And, and Sue kind of goes along with that, even though he's a veteran guy. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see who wins out because you got to think that those guys that, that the coach likes already are going to be a little bit of a, a step ahead, you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I don't think that's any, really much different in – uh, than you know than any other situation, you have a new coach coming in, bringing his staff in. But I think Bruce right. doesn't hide it. You know, he's he, he's no, he's he pretty adamant he, about it. You know, yeah, he uses it. I think to motivate the guys that are there, like Bernard Hargraves yeah. and others. But it, but it is yeah. true. I mean, you look you look up and you see Devin White making plays. You see Murphy Bunting. You see Edwards. You see Dean. You know what? I mean, that's what they're looking for, and 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 that's why they drafted him. If everybody that was on the team, you know, had done that. I mean, we talked about the 40 games started last year by guys like Carlton Davis and yeah. Jordan Whitehead and, you know, and those guys, and they had zero interceptions. I mean, zero. Um, yeah. So, you know, they're trying to trying to breed that. So, I mean, uh, not surprising that that's sort of the way it's going. You also had a chance, uh, I think it's the first time since the OTAs uh, began maybe that uh, Jameis Winston uh, was available. And, you know, uh, Jameis is learning a new offense. Uh, of course, I guess not all his uh, weapons were working on, on Tuesday necessarily. I know Evans was out and Brad Perryman, right. uh, who hurt his shoulder. Uh, that's the guy you mentioned uh, that we're not supposed to ask about with injuries right. a, a week or so ago. He was not playing. Um, but, you know, I think it's interesting. Like with Winston, on the one hand, he's, you know, he's got Arians and, he, and, and it's, it's a new offense. And so he's sort of learning this new offense. But on the other hand, they're talking about kicking them out of the building early. <laughs> so what, what, right. what's that all about? I mean, there seems to be a, a thought that that maybe, even though he works hard and long, maybe not so maybe not so efficient, right? Right, and, and he kind of addressed that a little bit today. Is you know, I think I forget which assistant coach kind of told us that. Maybe it was Clyde Richardson. Clyde, yeah. But, mm-hmm. and, and and he had mentioned about how, you know, being the first one in the building isn't necessarily. You know, and the la- everyone always wants to be the first one in, last one out, right? But that, you know, being that isn't necessarily, you know, the best thing. It's you know how you're using that time, and, and I think we all can kind of look at that too. You know, we always trying to, you want to, you don't want to spend all day somewhere if you can do it quicker than than you need to. And um, you mm-hmm. know, that, that's one thing that, that, that they're trying to get a gauge on with Jameis because he is that guy who's you know there at five thirty in the morning and, and is the last one there. It's like. How are you using your time? And you know, he said himself today, he's like, you know, I've, I've got to be better at it. And, you know, it's something that, you know, you learn with time, you know. And, and that's one thing yeah. that we, we probably got to think about ourselves is, you know, when we evaluate Jameis. Is, and, and you always do with, with this guy is that, you know, how are we managing our time when we were 24, 25 years old? So, um, <laughs> you know, I know I wasn't doing it very well. But, um, you know, so, you know, he said that, you know, it, it's one of those things. Obviously, we, he's talked a lot about being a new father and. Uh, you know, yeah. being being you know, having a family and, and how that's important to him, and you know that's kind of a motivation now to kind of get out of the building maybe more more than than, than he used to. So, but that's a, that's kind of a developing thing. I think that you know it's interesting that the coaches mention that because it's that's kind of one of those things. You know, you, there's so many things that go on in this building that you know you really don't don't hear. You know, no one mentions it stuff like that. So I thought it was really interesting when 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 Clyde mentioned that was you know yeah you know just mentioning that is you know that. You know, it's it's not always you know because because we that's something that we always heard about Jameis his first one in the building first last one, one in out. last one out yeah, right, and, yeah and how great that was and you know maybe it's it's great but maybe it's not as great as it could be so I think that's going to be right. kind of this thing to kind of 
you know, evaluates itself. And, you know, I guess the, the first thing on that path is Jameis knowing it himself. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, I think that's something we'll, we'll, we'll kind of see. But in terms of, you know, knowing the offense and stuff like that, I think, you know, you know, just listening to him talk, he's, he's kind of he's, he's pretty, you know, excited about it. You know? And obviously, like you said, you know, this is this this is a guy who has been told from day one with Bruce Arians coming in, you know, this is his team. This is, you know, he's the guy. So, you know, and, and now, you know, he's got to prove it. So, um, you know, always pressure at the quarterback position, always pressure on Jameis Winston. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how how it all kind of shakes out uh, this year under Arians as, as, as the quote unquote quarterback whisperer. Right. Yeah, everybody looks good on May twenty eighth, and right. uh, you know, no no one's allowed to hit the quarterback, and until you start actually playing at least preseason games or regular season games, you really don't know what you have. But so far, so good. I think it's been you know, th- there has been one theme throughout training camp, and it came up again on Tuesday, uh, and I think Winston brought it up. I would say uh, Rojo is has been shown out. He's been showing out. I, I think it's just uh, his uh, his confidence, his comfort. You know, Rojo's a smart guy. He's getting comfort- comfortable in this offense. You know, no one is breathing down his neck. He's more relaxed, and he's going. He's out there executing at a high level, and you can see, you can see where he can really add to this team. So, if the Bucks were right about him when they drafted him, and he didn't get many chances with 24 carries or something like that last year, uh, many of those he was, you know, hit before. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You know, behind the line of scrimmage, but... They really, uh, they really think a lot. Like, like Ronald Jones is is sort of been the darling of uh, of, of OTAs or off season workouts at this point. Yeah, if there's if there's a uh, pre a OTA click to pick, I guess uh, <laughs> it would definitely be definitely be Rojo because um, yeah, guys get really can't stop talking about him. And you know, like uh, let, let's face it, like there's not so much that you can really take from from watching these guys on the practice field. Like you said, there's no, no pads, um, no. you know, there's no hitting. It's a very right now. It's it's really about the installation of an offense and getting guys comfortable yeah. with a new playbook. But at the same time, you know, we, I, I think the one thing you can tell is, I think yesterday, last week, you know, we talked about Arians talked about you know you can tell if a guy's vision, you know, how he sees the field and everything like that. And obviously, sure. you know, Rojo his, his big thing was it what was it? He he only got one point five yards or whatever it was, mm-hmm. but like he was getting hit really early you know he wasn't getting that opening he wasn't getting that be even able to to see where out down the field so transitioning that to now um you know you always want to think that a player's second year you know is growing and everything like that but you know i do sense that you know the one thing that, that that's kind of the one word that's being used a lot in describing ronald jones is confidence and confidence has comes from results and even in otas you know maybe that develops confidence and stuff like that you know, that, that can keep going and, and build into training camp and, and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But, you know, it's better than the opposite, which was probably what he had last year. You know, he started yeah. off slow. You know, he, he barely got into some series when he did. And he just wasn't productive at all. And he really had nothing to show for his entire rookie season. So, you know, maybe, you know, a part of this is maybe a little bit more even mental than it is physical, you know, because the physical part of it, like I said, you can only take so much out of it. But, you know, having this guy feel really good about himself 
going into this year, knowing that last year that wasn't the case. So, you know, if right. that's a if that's a victory in itself, then yeah, I mean, let's let's all get on the Ronald Jones bandwagon right now while we can. Um, yeah, well, he's and, you know he was off. I mean, the thing about Ronald Jones is that he was just so young. He was barely right. twenty one years old. Absolutely. I think he just turned and and uh, you know and, and I think in talking to him at one point he said, you know, I didn't I didn't really necessarily understand the concept that. I'm supposed to, you know, make plays produce. or right. show up yeah. and produce in preseason, you know, like, and I think that message has gotten to him now. And so that might be why he's actually taking every rep and trying to, you know, trying to have good film and, and trying to be productive. And, and that's where you get that confidence is from actually making plays, um, you know, beginning on the practice field and then translating that into preseason training camp. And then, and then hopefully under the regular season. So, I mean, look, um, you know, the second time through all for all of us, you know, it's, it's it's the second time he's at OTAs. It's the second mini camp. It's the second training camp. That's, you know, just living in Florida, coming from California. All those things have to add up to a more confident player. But the weird thing is usually running backs, that you, you find out right away. You know, usually they hit it. Um, right. It's an instinctive position. But with Ronald, um, wasn't a guy that caught a lot of passes, can't really, you know, isn't a, isn't a uh, wasn't known as a pass protector Um, you know, so you're limited sort of what, what he can do, but I've seen him, you've seen him throw some balls to him out there. I mean, it looks like they're trying to get him involved some in the passing game. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, I mean, I I think, you know, there's no secret, you know, if you can't catch a ball and you're out in the, you know, with certain packages, you know, they know you can't catch a ball, you know what I mean? So, you know, you're, 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 you're limited to what you can do. Your offense is limited to what you can do. Defenses know exactly Mm -hmm. what's coming at you. So, you know, that's right. This, this is that exactly might be why. what. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, I mean that that might be why you know Ronald Jones. That got, helps him stop you. At, right, at, well, right. You stack one, the yeah. box and just and just you yeah. know rush you. Look at get twenty seven. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, you know, I, I think you know they're looking to see that from him, and um, you know, like, like you said, you make a good point with the whole thing of like the second year stuff. Is that mm-hmm. you know it's all got to be a little bit more comfortable, you know, and, and that's got to go. I don't know how sure. far that goes, but it's got to go at least some some way in terms of value to a kid like him, like you said, who's really young. And um, <clears throat> it was, you know, really, like I said, again, just kind of didn't, didn't really experience much, you know, much success at the, at the professional level. Uh, to say the least, uh, almost the opposite of that. Um, okay. So I wanted to ask you about the Rays. You of course have, have been mm-hmm. out there and uh, covered them and in, in, uh, seven years as a beat writer with the Baltimore Orioles. I just want to start, like, you know, there were times when, when you were covering the Orioles, they had better ball clubs than the ones that, that you finished up uh, with covering. But um, sure. the American League East is such an animal that, uh, boy, you look at you look at what the Yankees are doing, um, and just from a, a, a sort of a helicopter view of this of this division, they've had all these injuries, and yet they, they manage, are managing to have a two-game lead. Uh, we know the Red Sox are very talented, and, and right. they're, they're going to be in it for the long term. Both those teams can make additions. They've been talking about, you know, will the Rays add some things? But even if with Dallas Keuchel, you know, you read that that the Yankees may be in it for him, and and you know they got more money and, and so on. How how much does that wear on teams like if you're the Baltimore's or the Toronto's right. um, that you're constantly maybe going to be outspent? That that uh, if there is a free agent that can help you, almost so that it's almost like to the exclusion that anybody else gets a, a particular player that's available, that right. the Yankees will bid on him before you can even help your ball club. Right. And, and, you know, usually this is, this is interesting, I think, because this kind of mentality usually doesn't happen until, you know, the trade deadline. 
you know, to like right. July, August, you know. Um, but now because you have guys like Keiko, Kimbrell, who can help teams and they've been out there and, and, and maybe this is why they waited, you know, to, to, you know, for this opportunity that maybe, you know, once the divisions kind of found mm-hmm. their footing a little bit, teams kind of realized what they really were, that, that sure. there would be these opportunities, you know, I mean, when I covered the Orioles, uh, 2014, they had a really good team. They basically, uh, at the trade deadline, you know, Boston was down. They were looking to kind of rebuild at that point. They traded for Andrew Miller. And at that point, Andrew Miller was like locked down lefty, probably the best left-handed reliever, setup guy, a guy sure you could bring in for face a couple hitters, you know, whatever, and just nasty slider, good fastball, all this stuff. And, you know, he was probably one of the best guys you could get at that point. And they traded yep. a, a prospect, Eduardo Rodriguez, who's now in their rotation, the Boston's rotation now, to get him. And basically, mm-hmm. they didn't want to make that trade. You know, they didn't want to give away a part of their future to get him. But they knew a part, of, a big, big part of it was that if they didn't trade for him, someone else was going to. You know, and, and they, right. they, they ended up outbidding the Detroit Tigers for him. And mm-hmm. eventually, they ended up beating the Tigers in the division series, in part because they had Andrew Miller. And so, oh, okay. you know, th- there's there's so many things that like you think ahead to be like, okay, we're not only is this guy an asset to us and makes our better, but it also is at the detriment of another team ac- acquiring him because, you know, yeah. and, and, and and like you said, that's what the the way that the, the the Rays have to kind of see some of these things, and but also too, it, it is a little bit of the uh, the, the mentality of, of life in the American League East is a little bit of the, the you just know that the Yankees and Red Sox are going to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just know that that's a part of the natural progression of a season is that, you know, the Yankees are going to go out and if, you know, no matter how many games they get out of Judge and Stanton, they're going to go out and they're going to get someone that's going to make them better. And then they just work it all out when everyone gets back, you know, and, um, you know, same thing with the Red Sox. And so w- with the other teams in the division, you know, they kind of have, you know, the Rays know this, the Rays are used to this. And, you know, like, you know, would it be great if the Rays went out there and got a Dallas Keuchel? That'd be amazing. You know, I mean, imagine what, yeah. what a guy like that does to the rotation, you know, and, 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 and you mm-hmm. know, the one big thing that has been kind of, you know, glaring with them recently is that, you know, with this opener strategy and obviously with them being without, you know, Tyler Glass now is that, you know, the, the bullpen has kind of morphed into this thing that it's, it's still a strength, but it's really big becoming tested in a lot of ways. You know, the depth of it's becoming tested, the way you use guys is becoming tested. And, Mm -hmm. and, and, and the question has to be is, is this sustainable over a course of 162 game season? You know, and, right. and, you know, this team is going to be a team that's not going to, I mean, they've won some big games recently, you know, by, by big margins, but for the most part, they're going to have to win close games, you know, and, and, and that's where the bullpen comes in, you know, and, you know, it goes from, you know, Ryan Stanek's role from an opener to, you know, how he does when you bring him in the seventh or eighth inning or, you know, how you yeah. use some of these guys that, that are maybe length guys who you shuffle between the major leagues and AAA, you know. There's so many different things that that you have to do for a bullpen, and and when you only have really two legitimate starters, you know, um, and and like you said, you know, you, it's interesting that you know they're giving kind of a little bit of more of a of a rope to guys like Chirinos and you know starting Yarbrough the other night is you know these were the the quote unquote you know bulk follower guys, but now they're getting starts, you know, mm-hmm. so um, you know it'll be interesting to see. I, I think that's really been the one question about the Rays going back you know, to the beginning of the season is, is the opener sustainable over, over one 62 game season? And, you know, you play matchups, you do this, you try to, you know, mess with a team's lineup and, and, and the way they, 
they, they position themselves and, and their alignment. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's a long, long season and you've got to get through certain stretches. And right now they're going through a stretch where I don't know exactly what it is, but basically they Playing have one off every day. day. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And one off day over the next, you know, you know, five, six weeks. So, um, mm-hmm. that's where that, that comes in real fast. And, and before you know it, like I've seen it on, on both ends, you can either get a lot of momentum or you can have a couple bad games where that bullpen gets blasted. And, you know, before you know it, you know, you're riding a, you know, six, seven, eight game losing streak, you know, and, right. and, and you, you can't do that in this division, obviously, you know, the Red Sox did, but you know, they're good enough. And, you know, the, the, you know, you can, they'll come back from that. And we knew that they were going to. So, um, you know, like pitching, pitching's everything when it comes to, to, you know, a lot of stuff, you know, like I said, the, the offense, and, and I wrote a lot about the offense recently and just kind of how they've been a little bit up and down, you know, it's, it's almost feast or famine with them sometimes, but, yeah. um, you know, but it really does come, come, come down to the pitching. Well, and Tyler Glass down now on the 60-day uh, IL. So, Correct. I mean, they're saying it's not a setback, but you still don't have use of him, so you don't know if, if you're going to have to right. replace him as a starter down the line. So, yeah, all those things are, are part of it. Um, I'll get you out on this. Austin Meadows is about as hot as any player right now yeah. um, in the American League uh, and certainly for the Rays. Um, they'll continue to talk about that trade, of course, with Chris Archer and the Pirates. And right now it certainly looks like the, the Rays have gotten the best of that. Uh, there's a new um, procedure now that Major League Baseball is going to use for All-Stars. Speaking about All-Stars, Austin Meadows would be a guy that would mm-hmm. would be under consideration for that. So the top three players, let me get your opinion of this. The top three players at each position position will advance uh, to sort of a runoff, almost like a almost like a primary in a, in, a, in an election, and then then there will be a winner of those three that will be the All-Star. And then that player will be named to the All Star Game. Doesn't this just like sort of eliminate anybody from a small market team? I mean, yeah. unless Kansas City stuffs the ballot box again. I mean, what? I mean, so you could be one of the top three, but then you're going to have a run. Even if you're the top vote getter or something like that, um, you're still going to have to go up against you know Yankees and, and Red Sox and those kind of guys. Yeah, that, that's yeah. I don't I don't think it's it's going to really uh, help anyone in a, in a small market. I mean. I think most, most of the most part, the way that the, the balloting system works anyway, you know, you look at, at the, the players and the teams that are always kind of up top and meaning like the top, you know, three or four sort in every division. That and, way. And it's yeah. always skewed that way anyway. I think, like you said, that, mm-hmm. that one year that the Royals really came out, and I think you know, one year when Detroit was really good, there was one, one time when they, a lot of their guys were, were up high. But, you know, yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, I, being growing up a baseball fan, like, I always thought it was really cool that you felt that you had a part of it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you, know you watch the game. Yeah. Right. I mean, but you know how it was, you're at the ballpark and you had the little ballad where you, 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 you I don't even think they do this anymore. It's like, you know, you took your, the key hanging your chads. pencil, you, yeah, the hanging yeah, chads yeah, yeah, exactly. and everything like that. Yeah. And, and, and that was really one of the cool things. You really felt you had a, you had a voice in it. You know, I don't know if yeah. it's necessarily, I think once they started the online balloting where basically you can mm-hmm. stuff the ballots, I think that's mm-hmm. where it kind of all changed, you know? So, um, you know, MLBs become so digitally based that you know everything is about what's online. You know, so right. I'm, I'm sure this is this is some way. Like my secret conspiracy theory is that this is some way to get some kind of sponsor to sponsor some kind of like March Madness bracket that oh, comes out sure. in you know in, in June or July or whatever, and and promote it on MLB.com and through all the MLB platforms and and everything like that to kind of get everyone excited about it, but also underlyingly to make money off of it. So, and that's the one thing that MLB advanced media has done 
a really good job at. They're, you know, they're they're beating mm-hmm. everyone at that right now. You know, in terms of of, of the way right. the way to kind of do that and get sponsorships and stuff like that. But you know, as much as like, like I said, I really didn't I really didn't read the release when it was released today. I kind of know a little bit about it, but like, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's trying to kind of get a little bit more excitement going, but. At the same mm-hmm. time, you know, I, I don't think the real the real baseball fan is like, oh, wow, this is going to be so much better. I'm so much more excited about it or I'm going to make sure I vote in this round and that round and and make sure that, uh, you know, Austin Meadows gets in, you know. But if Austin right. Meadows isn't in the All-Star game, that'll be a little bit of a robbery. But um, <laughs> but but wow. yeah, I mean, he's he's been great. I mean, I and I did say I think I told Mike Sherman, our boss, I did say Austin yep. Meadows is the real deal. I told him in February. I said yeah. I said this guy's going to be good. Like really, really, really good, and um, you know, imagine how how you know you look at his numbers now, and he missed what two or three weeks with that three thumb weeks. injury too. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, imagine what his numbers would be like, uh, you know, if if, if yeah, that was those. in the case too. So, yeah, and the Rays might might actually still be in first place, but uh, but he's certainly lighting it up now, and um, they've they've got two good ones there in that in that trade. From yes. the Pittsburgh Pirates. He's Eduardo Encina. Eduardo, you're going to be back out at OTAs uh, on Friday and then uh, maybe even Thursday before that if Ndamukong Su shows up. So you want to read him in the Tampa Bay Times about, the, of course, the Bucks, the Rays, and he is my buddy cop. Thanks, Eduardo. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me, buddy cop. I'll talk to you later. Always great to catch up with uh, my buddy cop, Ed Encina. So Wednesday, the Rays will wrap up their series against Toronto. Matt Duffy, by the way, their infielder, is going to see a specialist in Dallas today about his injured hamstring. He's hopeful he doesn't need surgery, so check out that story from Mark Tompkin on TampaBay.com. The Bucks, meanwhile, will continue their OTAs. We might have a chance to uh, hear from Ndamukong Sue later this week. He's supposed to be in town as early as Thursday and then another media availability on Friday. The Southeastern Conference uh, spring football meetings are ongoing in Destin, Florida, up there in a the panhandle. Saw where uh, Georgia coach Kirby Smart suggested that maybe in the future the Florida-Georgia game can be played in a home-to-home basis at their own stadiums, and uh, nothing's off the table. So we'll talk to Matt Baker, who covers college football for the Tampa Bay Times, later this week. Now remember, folks, uh, if you haven't done this, uh, please get up and and go swimming with these manatees. This is a perfect time of year to do it. Uh, You can do it seven days a week and uh, with Captain Mike swimming with the manatees in Crystal River. Uh, It is absolutely uh, beautiful up there in Kings Bay. Uh, you can also ask about their pontoon boat rentals or kayak rentals, bicycle rentals, and so much more. Book online now at swimmingwiththemanatees.com or call 352-777-1796. For Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 